It's the Craigie Rugby Podcast. I'm Rob Murphy. The Dragons 14, Connacht 38. Five tries to two. Total domination, pretty much. If you rule out the first 20 minutes when Connacht weren't so good and the Dragons were looking good, they led 7-0. But from there to the end, well, Connacht would score the next 38 points. They would lead 17-7 at halftime and would kick on in that second half. Really impressive display tonight from Connacht, even if the home side weren't that good. First win in Wales since 2017. Yeah, February 2017 when they played Cardiff. First win here in over three years but enough of that more stats to come William Davis and Lindy McKenzie will be along for a post-game chat before then here is the in-game action and a little bit of post-game interviews first from Andy Friend and then from Gavin Thornbury Dragon's ball a few metres from the Connacht line they've won the line out they're going nowhere, so they want to take it out to the back line. Davis, why wouldn't they take it out to the back line where they can score with such ease? Adam Warren cruises through. This is hugely worrying from a conic point of view because they would have come into this game with a fair bit of confidence, William. But if you've just arrived here and don't know much about the two teams, there's only one team in this game. 18 and a half and it's gone. Finally, the Dragons have a score to reflect their dominance. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the, that's their third or fourth visit to the 22 and they've come away with the try this time. A very simple they just good clean possession from the back of that scrum or back of that line out and uh, they had no issue walking that in Connacht have been making lots of tackles but without Tiernan O'Halloran there maybe to organise at the back it's got a little bit it's got a little bit sleepy for them Davis kicks over the conversion 7-0 Connacht started the season with a very below par effort against the Scarlets the tricky thing for this game was the momentum the Dragons were going to get off the Zebra win the reality of this being such a must win game for them in comparison to Connacht it's always going to be tricky for Connacht Connacht Fitzgerald kicks into the corner it's a 5 metre line out for Connacht 15-16 minutes actually to go to half time 7-0 to the Dragons but Connacht have up their game since that score having played second fiddle for most of the first quarter there's the throw in the line not an easy take for Boyle he's done it an advantage coming Connacht's way for driving in from the side and Connacht have the mall set so this is all good to start with it's going to be use it or, or, or he will go to the advantage if Connacht don't use it now because the whole mall is stalled so they go to the back line played looked like he was going to pass it was a trick move because he'd come back inside he's got within a metre or so pick and go for McCartney the Dragons really skirting the offside line the advantage continues for Connacht they're not really lined out too much to, to the back line they're going for the line they've got over they've got a touchdown yes. they've got the try brilliant in the end and uh, yeah, the fr- fringe defence there was, was poor by the Dragons and Connacht really exposed it they did it twice well we're getting uh, confirmation back home there was Gavin Tornbury who got the touchdown in the end from our angle it looked like Rue because he got in over that ball but it must have been Tornbury who got the hands on it but Gavin Tornbury has to try and oh, Fitzgerald has the conversion Gavin Tornbury as well Connor Fitzgerald with the conversion 7 each that's good strong work there and Delan taking the ball driving up there now Buckley involved good clear out from Buckley Marmion from the base 15 metres inside the Dragons have to feel Connick looking for a fifth try slipping and passing is Connor Fitzgerald he gets it away to Peter Robb what an offload to Marmion Connick underneath the post this is absolutely brilliant from Connick 36 points to 7 that is a wonderful try and it was Fitzgerald sliding on the ground to get that offload absolutely but it was also the fact that, that, that Rob was there to create the gap and then Marmion's on his shoulder they nearly did that a couple of minutes ago that you could see they were organising themselves slick hands in the conditions the crowd have seen enough they're getting up they're going home in the rain and they are very very disillusioned in terms of their faces this is 
a very you know a follow-on from a big win away to Zebra. There was a lot of positivity around Dean Ryan. Absolutely no reason to start panicking right now. But um, defeat of this magnitude, it will be a real wake-up call. Um. Conversion from Sam Davis and heads down now for the Dragons players as we finish this game with a score for the home side it's a decent position in the conference it's two from three which you said was the minimum they needed but the couple of extra bonus points just puts them in a steady enough position they have a good platform now to build on they have a great platform to build on they've got uh, three more games to come in the next section of Pro 14 rugby they've got injury issues after tonight three players gone off Matt Healy uh, hopefully the least serious looking but sure you never know no. Tiernan O'Halloran and obviously the big one to Paddy McAllister William Davis thank you for that big win for Connacht great win and uh, I think Connacht would love to be playing next week now but yes. they're going to have to have their enforced break then they're going to get to play plenty of rugby it is very good news five tries scored by Connacht they've got the bonus point for the second week in a row final score here the Dragons 14 Connacht 38 Here we go, Cam. Great start uh, from the Dragons. And then what happened? Connick turned the game around on that midway point and totally different game from there. Yeah, no, we knew it wasn't going to be easy. Like They came out of the blocks very hard the first home game of the year. They came out and they um, really put it up to us. But um, I think we knew once if we stuck to our systems that we would get into the game. And um, I think that's what happened. Once we got into the game, we were kind of... Um, we stuck to our game plan and it worked really well. And in fairness to the halfbacks, they put us in the right positions and then... Um, we managed to put some pressure on them. Yeah, half-time, you're down a man. What do you say at half-time in terms of how to deal with that? Just keep working. Like We knew that the 10 minutes after home was going to be massive. We knew mm-hmm. that they were going to come back at us straight away and we knew that um, it was the, the next score was going to be big. So um, we just said, we went back to our basics, went back to what we know and then um, we just said, just keep working for each other and that's what we did and um, luckily we know if we got the next score and then it went from there. We were in Wales two weeks ago, we came away with nothing, 10 points since. What's changed, if anything? Um, I think we looked really hard at the Scarlet's game and seeing where we, we made a lot of mistakes. I think we invited a lot of pressure on ourselves and um, we realised that we play a lot. Obviously, we play a lot better on the front foot. Like so, um, instead of putting all the pressure on stuff, we, we were looking at putting pressure on the opposition team and in fairness to Fitz and um, Blady and all the half actually they started um, putting the ball in the right areas and then from that you get a bit of energy. Handy friend, I was just saying we, we had to let uh, Gavin get in there because he was shivering out here. You, you have a jacket on, so we can talk to you for a little while about how well Connacht have reacted to round one. Two great wins, and today really underlined it, a big improvement. Yeah, well, today was probably a carbon copy of what happened in Carter, or in Swansea, sorry, against Scarlets. Yeah, but we just played a smarter brand of football this time, and it was us going into the halftime break with a lead. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you've got that lead and it's raining like that, again, if you play smart rugby and, and keep the ball in behind them and get your line speed up, which we knew they had to, they had to try and play, as, as did we against Scarlets, you're probably going to force turnover and error. So I thought it was a really clever performance again by the, our nines and tens, and, and, and our set piece just continues to dominate. It's, um, I couldn't be proud of those boys. It's hard to figure out what was wrong in those first 20 minutes, though. It wasn't that you were not clever, it wasn't that there were, but the Dragons seemed to be well on top. We didn't have the football, that's what happened. Happened. And we had it two, on, on two occasions. We turned it over. Kyle Goblin makes a line break and then the ball goes down. We had another one and we, we knocked the ball on. And so we just couldn't get possession. You know, Sam Davies is a clever footballer too. He's going to turn you. But you know, we have a saying, um, there's only a problem until someone stops working. And Matty Healy, off his wing, covers us for a try saving. The ball bubbles up and we, we, we save that. We had you know, blokes working their backsides off to save 
um, you say probably two or three tries and, mm. and after all that pressure Scarlet's walk away with seven points that hurts you as well so which, you know, they did get seven points, seven nil, but there was a bit of a body blow with that. And then we get up there and then we score seven all, and then we get a bit of Matt Hill, Healy brilliance, and it's fourteen seven, and they'd be looking at the clock going, "What's just happened here?" Yeah. And now it's seventeen seven, and we're in at half time. So, um, yeah, I just thought we were patient when we needed to be patient, and we were we were clever when we needed to be clever. Connor is really settling into this role now, twenty two no, years of age. He's a lovely footballer. Yeah, you know, we said it. We said it last year. You could see it last year, and. Um, you know, I, I just felt the Scarlets game just it wasn't a true reflection of what that man can do and uh, he said I'll, I'll wear a lot of the blame for that because we didn't probably give him the game plan that we needed to but as soon as we've we settled him down and given him the game plan and um, you know, just let his immense skill set come come to the fore, and he's he's a clever he's a very clever player. I've used the word clever a lot tonight because they have been clever. He was he was brilliant. When you wake up tomorrow, are you can think about the five points or the three injuries first. Oh, five points are in the bag now, that's it. So it now becomes about the person. And, you know, the most important thing is we get those men right. So we don't know what's happened to Paddy yet. Uh, his, his knee's very, very sore, um, which is a shame. He's been he's been outstanding for us. Um, but we'll get that assessed. Uh, Matty Healy, something spasmed in his back. And Tiernan looked like he did a, some sort of ankle injury. So we'll have a look at all of those. Um, so we're only three rounds in and... And we've copped a few serious ones there, so uh, we'll wait and see. Momentum's good overall, though. Yeah, it is. It is. And you know, we, we had we had three good wins in the preseason. A big, you know, we stumbled in that Scarlets game, but we picked ourselves back up. And um, yeah, to come to come to Newport and get five points is is very very pleasing. You heard there from Andy Friend and before him, Gavin Thornbury. You'll hear now from Lindley McKenzie. Welcome along to the podcast. Good evening, Rob. Good evening. It is Newport in East Wales. It is a heart and soul traditional rugby ground of Rodney, of Rodney Parade, right in between all the houses. Ah, the fans went home a little bit sickened. Connacht are looking pretty good after three rounds. Yeah, look, they've two wins out of three. They've ten points on the board. And they've two substantial wins in their last two games. And they can feel, I think, very pleased with that. Uh, the defeat and the Scarlets now is receding into the mirror in the back. And they can have a little gap and then they can get ready for 13 weeks of continuous rugby. And that's going to be a big challenge for them. They picked up some injuries this evening, which are potentially, a couple of them might be a bit on the serious side. The injury list is growing and that's, managing your squad and keeping your players fresh is going to be the big challenge now for the rest of this period I forgot to say hello to you hello Rob I got carried away there and I forgot to say hello to William William Davis welcome along and what a way to start you probably can hear hear Brightside from the Killers being covered in the tent behind the stand there as uh, the post game I don't know festivities go on but the Dragons fans are going to be feeling pretty glum this evening Connacht have kind of come here this evening in a must win game as you were calling it Lindley and proven that they're a little bit no a cut above the Dragons yeah, I'm delighted actually because you know everyone is a little bit worried when they come to uh, Welsh venues. The Dragons no different from any of the other Welsh ones. Mm. They, 
despite the fact that they're sort of perennially near the bottom of, of the conferences year after year, but having come off the back of their first away win, I think something like, was it 45, 48 matches mm. when they bet, bet, when they bet uh, Zebra, there was huge expectations that this team under a new coach was going to deliver today. Now, they started off doing that in the first 20 minutes. They had... You know, they dominated possession. Connacht couldn't get their hands on the ball. But then after that, literally, the Connacht pack were just amazing this evening. And I just thought they were truly, they stepped up. You know, Tom McCartney, just superb. Um, the two locks, obviously, Quinru and Gavin Thornbury, who, you know, everyone talks about as being, you know, these, these really should be on the Irish, you know, squad. You know, they really are just taking taking leadership roles and completely dominating. And when you're backing that up with the youngsters like Conor Fitzgerald and Caelan Blade, who has been a revelation this season, then you're always going to be on the front foot. And if uh, Andy Friend was talking about a blueprint last week Mm. with his five tries, this is just literally adding to that blueprint away from home. Yeah, I don't think they'll get carried away with it. The the Dragons Dragons look very poor. I I don't know what it says about Zebra. They must be absolutely awful. Mm. uh, Because... They're trying to play a different game. They're trying to play a game that I don't think their skill sets are good enough for. They're trying to play this high-tempo rugby. And they don't seem convinced by it themselves. The heads drop very quickly out there, even though they'd made such a good start. But Connacht, all around the park, were, were superior. And, and a lot of people played really well. Lindley's gone through most of them there. Uh, I thought Owen Masterson had a very good game as well. They, they just all played well. And they dealt with the conditions, and they played the conditions way better. It wasn't quite as bad as it was in Scarlets, but the conditions here tonight, it was wet, it wasn't windy, uh, but the, just the, the kicking, move them around, just the, the way they played in the conditions, that's what you want to see, because at Scarlets they looked a bit clueless as to how to play in the rain. Yeah, the Dragons were making mistakes, but there was one point after Connick scored uh, one of their tries, I think it was after the penalty, uh, when Connacht added that on to the try from Conor Fitzgerald, uh, the restart went straight to Fitzgerald and he belted the ball down the touchline, took play inside the Dragons' half, it bounced once, it set up a 10-metre line-out and it pretty much kick-started the move that led to Matt Healy's try. And I just felt, just what you're saying, playing the conditions, smart rugby, possibly a good reason why he was well worthy of a man in the match award or close to it anyways. Yeah, he looks a very competent rugby player. His brother looks a very good rugby player as well. Uh, and that's he's grown in confidence and he's matured even in a couple of weeks and he still did a couple of things that were a bit naive but that's fine because I, you know, you'd prefer to see him trying things He's also very kind of creative and quick thinking like the kind of line-out throw type pass that he set up Matt Healy it was just the only way to get it all the way out to the wing was to just kind of American football style lob it over to him very clever smart move and it just set Healy up for his magic trick yeah, it was a lovely try. It was unfortunate when he when he went off with that back spasm. It's great to see a player trying someone like that. Got the bounce of the ball, but rugby balls, sometimes they bounce for you and sometimes they bounce against you. Lindley, I was really impressed with just little things like Kyle Godwin's handoff in the first couple of minutes. It set a tone. They just, like the break that led to Kieran Marmion's try, it was Fitzgerald kind of falling to the ground, letting off a pass too. An impressive Peter Robb again burst through and set up Kieran Marmion. Just, there were moments in tough conditions where Connick looked really, really good. Well, I think they'd actually just just playing for each other and yeah. with each other. And I think, you know, the positivity is literally bouncing off all of them at the moment, which is actually what you need mm. in a squad and a squad that is, is you know, 
wants to win and is winning. And I think it showed out there today that was really heads-up rugby that they were playing. You know, there was no let-up apart from the opening 20 minutes. There was no let-up after that, really. They really didn't, apart from the, the, the try, the, the, the 80th minute try, you know, um, there was really no let-up from them. You and I agreed at the first game, well, some were very disappointed to lose to Scarlet's away from home because you're missing all those players. It's not a venue kind of win out very often. It's not one that you would be banking on in a normal season. These were last two, I think both of us felt they're going to be the ones that would define the season a little bit if you started losing them. They've done the job. They've done it well. Yeah, if they had lost here today, they would be going back across the water, going into a break, you know, not actually have being able to enjoy the break necessarily, wondering about, you know, putting more pressure on themselves and we know that Andy Friend says he's he's not under pressure but at the end pressure. he doesn't do pressure but of course there is a certain amount of pressure to win this one here and I think you know they, they put they all put their hands up and they and they delivered it and they can have a good break now because there are going to be much tougher challenges ahead William one thing I really like about where Connacht are is in all three games I've seen this their intensity and their relentlessness in defence is strong I even think people missed it in the Scarlets game for 25-30 minutes in the you know in the middle of the first half Scarlets were really rattled by how hard they were being hit and they were being forced back on the back foot it just didn't pay off that day maybe the conditions played a part in it it's paid off in the game and you just wonder if that's what's going to bring Connick the edge as maybe a playoff contender as opposed to a team back in the pack. Yeah, they, 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 they were impressive in defence and they tried very hard at the end to stop uh, <laughs> they really the did. try. But Too many, they actually lost their discipline being offside a few times. Like. Yeah, that, that, that was a very messy passage of play that was quite a... Unusually in modern rugby, there was a bit of a punch-up. Looks like Kieran Marmion copped a couple of punches. We we don't have replays, folks, but we've got word from different sources that it looked like he took a, yeah. a, a pretty pretty ridiculous hit. Basically. Yeah, so we'll see how that's handled by the uh, sighting people and stuff. Um, it it had that edge to it. I think uh, I think the Dragons got really fed up, and Connacht just kept squeezing and squeezing and squeezing them. And that's what you have to do. You don't let up. You keep you keep at it for 80 minutes and that's that's what they did and they did that last week uh, in a slightly different way because they were they were at home and they were cruising in that game but but again against a, a team I think Benetton Treviso might even have more about them than the Dragons did tonight or certainly I don't necessarily think it's just down to the fact that the opposition are, are poor I think it's down to the fact that Connacht are just really humming along they're at full peak where some of the other teams are figuring themselves out right now well, the next team they play are at full peak. Oh, yeah. Cheetahs, three bonus point wins all at home. Uh, they took Munster apart today. They did Ulster the week before, and before that they did Glasgow. Now, those were at altitude. Can you do it in Galway on a Saturday night? That's the question. And if it's a dry night, I expect both teams to go at it. But that's going to be an interesting test because they're going to come to play a brand of rugby that's all about pace, and they have the skill set to do it. Overall feeling about Connacht Rugby right now, Lindley. Very positive, yeah. as it was last season. Um, right, you're kicking on. Yeah, they, they, this this team is developing even further than it developed last season. No big, huge summer signings. No big deal. No, and that was one thing that we we did question from Andy Friend was you know the lack of major signings. You know this season, he was confident that he had a squad. Now, obviously, that's going to be tested now yeah. when we've got three injuries from today's fixture and we don't know the extent of those yet and that is a bit of a worry especially with Colby Fienga being the big big name that's that's on the long term list as so well. you now have five key players okay. who are who are who are on the injured list so that will test them and it'll be 
you know, it, I'd say people are crossing their fingers that, you know, they're not going to be too long term. Yeah, and with a view towards that, William, I do feel like we are looking at this season through the prism of this block of World Cup games, which includes, I think, Cheetahs, Ospreys, and even the Leinster game. There might be, at that stage, you might be filtering players back out of the Champions Cup. But, uh, you know, we also were fully aware that when you get into the Champions Cup, that's going to test us in different ways. So that'll affect how the season continues from there. But right now, Connacht are on track to put themselves in the position we all hope they will be able to do so. Yeah, you said four wins from six would be great. So two from the next three. Yeah, it's 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 all about winning thirteen or fourteen games out of twenty-one. It doesn't matter which games you win. You've got to, that's what you've got to win if you want to get into the business end in a conference. And the interpros can sometimes work against us uh, in terms of wins and losses. So at this time of the season, you just need to get wins on the board and to become a relentless team that finds a way to win. Now, Connacht haven't had to do that in the last two games. They've won them, but they want, you want the sort of games last season that drifted away, the Cardiff and the Ospreys, when they had a chance of winning and they let it slip. That's the next stage to get to now, to grind out one of those type of wins and to just hope that the injured players uh, that we've got tonight and on the thing continue to recover quickly. What time's our flight tomorrow morning? Five past eight. Five past eight. Six o'clock start. You ready for it? Not yet. <laughs> it's easier when Connacht are winning. Everyone's in good form. And it's easier to get out of Newport as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeepers. Getting out in the rain on the motorway from Colletley a couple of weeks ago was not easy. All right, that's it from us, folks. Take a breath. Enjoy the World Cup. We'll be back in seven days' time or so. Something like that. Actually, it'll be probably 12 days' time. William's squinting there. We'll be back in 12 days' time with a preview podcast ahead of the Cheetahs game. Get your tickets for that game now because it's going to be an absolute cracker between two teams playing great rugby in this competition right now. Connacht were superb this evening. Final score, 38 points to 14. Talk to you in a week or two. Loose, cut it loose. Break out or nothing changes. Sad and confused. Don't wait 